Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. So you guys, I got another exciting interview for you today. My guest today has, um, we did this actually, we were just talking off air. We did your first interview with me right after you joined our coaching program back in January. Uh, we, we probably did our interview. I know you joined December, 2019. I think we did your interview um, in early 2020. And in your first full year of, a, of being a real estate agent, you were able to crack six figures. And so back with me today, I've got Mr. Blake Yunt. Blake, welcome to the show, my friend. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely, dude. I love doing this. I love your energy. I love what you bring to our group. We, uh, yeah. Like we said, I think in that original interview, we would do this again a year from now. And man, oh man, time goes by fast. So remind yeah. people what market you're in. And this will be your second full year in the business in 2021. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. I'm in uh, Northwest Arkansas, uh, which like the rest of the country is hot. Uh, we're one of the destination locations. Uh, people empty out of the coast. It seems like we're one of the places people are coming to. So um, no shortage of opportunity here. And um, but yeah, this is my second year, uh, full calendar year. I started in May of 2019. Awesome. Awesome. And so like we were talking off air, I've got your numbers here. You finished 2020 making a little over six figures, over $100,000, your first year as a real estate agent, which, dude, I, I think you know, but I'll tell you, so many people in this industry, like that's their goal, right? If I can mm -hmm. just make six figures, I'll be fine. And um, you were able to do that your first year in the business. And I want to talk through the how you were able to do that. Because the last time I interviewed you, Blake, it was when you and I first started working together. And you hadn't done that yet in this business. And now we're sitting here doing this a year later and you've been able to do it. So I want to kind of rewind the clocks a bit and walk people through you know, what it was like for you to get started in the business, some of the early struggles, and then we'll kind of give people a picture of what things look like today. Okay. So uh, starting out in the business, which I'm sure a lot of people go through this, um, excited to get their license, excited to get started. You took this huge leap of faith to maybe leave your full-time job and go with this. And then things don't start happening right away. So there's a little bit of panic that starts to set in um, because you're used to a regular paycheck. And so that's how my career began. And so I just started like nothing was happening. And I, it started to dawn on me that, oh no, there's no money coming in. So I just started trying everything that I could find on the internet, on YouTube. I was, I was working, I'm door knocking, I'm, I'm doing some calls here, but I don't know what I'm doing really. And, um, but I will say through all of these disparate efforts, there was enough business to at least keep me alive. And this is from May until about, uh, I would say sometime around Thanksgiving and, uh, towards the end of November in 2019. And what I started to do, I found you on YouTube and what I started to do because, and I don't know if this is agent specifically, uh, but uh, I'm extremely cheap and I thought I could get away doing everything for free, just using what I found. 
And, uh, but here's, here's what's great about what you teach and your YouTube channel, especially is I was able to put enough of the pieces together to start making phone calls and making contacts and going on preview appointments to where I made some solid connections with people and I kept following up. And by the time I called you guys in December of 2019, towards the end of December, it had been one month. And um, when I agreed to sign up to go with your program, I was sitting outside of a house uh, that I had listed for sale by owner using what you teach on your program. And I had also picked up two buyers from that uh, listing that, and I did an open house over there. So uh, basically doing the free stuff, <laughs> I picked up uh, a listing that went under contract and, and two buyers that I was able to quickly turn around and put under contract. And uh, that kept me alive in this business because I was almost out of my, I was almost going to have to go back and do a, a, a regular job. And so that's why I picked up the phone and said, okay, let's go. So that, that takes us to when I really got in contact with you guys because I knew what you were teaching for free was working <laughs> for me to keep yeah. me alive in the business. And I wanted to know more of what I could do to make that happen. But so I've, I've gone from survival to now this whole last year, and we can get into however much of this you want this last year, even though it's been the shutdown, coronavirus, all this crazy stuff, you know, one of the wildest years anybody could live through uh, that we all have. And I was able to go from surviving to thriving which I'm super excited about. And that's part of what I, you know, I, I want to share whatever you want me Absolutely. to share. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're going to share it all. And, and that's, it's just, it's just a beautiful story, Blake. And um, so I want to go back to your first six months because there's so much learnings. There's so much pain within that first yeah. six months. This is where, because there's so many people, there's always like 1.6, 1.7 million active realtors. But so many get out of the business every year and so many new ones join. And most of the questions I think come in that first six months because there's so much pain. So I want to, I want to really spend a little bit of time here and then we'll talk about what you're doing now. So that first six months, do you remember? Well, there's a lot of people out there telling agents to do a bunch of different things. And you had just said you were trying everything under the sun. There's all these shiny objects. There's all these distractions and I'm taking the position, Blake, that in order for you to really succeed in this industry, you must play offense. You must go out there and reach out to prospects proactively. And if you sit around and wait for your sphere of influence, friends, passive marketing, Facebook leads, all that stuff, you wait around for that, you're going to be in trouble. Do you think that, what would you say to a brand new agent? where they're hearing all these voices on YouTube, just like you were telling them, oh, you don't need to pick up the phone. That's old school. That is total crap. Why don't you just do this marketing thing? Do you believe in that at all? Or do you feel like you've got to play hand-to-hand -hand combat? Um, so I believe, and this is in general, that you have got to focus on things that you can control. And, and the way you teach it is detached from the outcome and put your energy into things that you can actually control, you can do, you can think, whatever, you know, we can get uh, kind of off the rails on this kind of subject. But 
if you're going to go that route, the, the passive route, you're putting all of your eggs into the basket of things that you can't control. And That's that basket exactly is right. massive. It's a, it's a huge. So for every one thing you can control, I don't know the numbers. I'm not a scientist, but I'm betting there's probably 20 to 30 things that you can't control. So um, going on offense, what you're saying is, um, and even let's say door knocking, whatever you want to do, if you're, right. more, you know, phones to me still are the most efficient way to do this. Yep. But so I would say, you know, I can control if whether or not I'm going to dial. So that's control. I can't even control if anybody's going to answer, but we assume that that's going to be an outcome. So even somebody answering the phone on the other end is an outcome that I can't even focus on. That's but I can exactly control, right. You know, whether I dial and whether I dial one or 1000 people is completely within my control. And the more that I do this, I know the more that I'm going to get that outcome of people answering. And so when people answer, now what's in my control is uh, my skill set. What do I say? How do I say it? More importantly, how am I listening? What am I listening for? And how do I react to that stuff? So like I said, I can get really far into uh, how I feel. And a lot of it, most of it is what I've taken from what, what you teach is, is um, uh, detached from the outcome, which means focus on what you can control and do that and do it really well. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. I mean, you, you're, you're talking about the triangle of success that we talk about. Mindset, skills, and action. Mindset, skills, action. What marketing does not allow to, to, to occur, to your point, is let's just say an agent says, okay, uh, I'm not going to make any dials. Uh, I'm not going to work on my skills. I'm going to do uh, Facebook leads. Well, to your point, you can't control how many people see your ads. You can't control how many people click on your ad. You can't control if people are going to reach out. You're in no control. And that is a very vulnerable situation for agents. However, I think it's the path, well, not think, it is the path of least resistance because Blake, I think you would agree, we have marketers in this industry screaming from the mountaintops. Matter of fact, they put a lot of ads on my YouTube channel, on my YouTube videos saying, don't cold call, don't cold call, buy this Facebook social media thing. And this is going to make you successful. But to your point, Having an, an outbound lead generation strategy in your business, I believe, and I think you believe, it is what's required for you to win in this business. Because for the first six months, how this conversation came up, you were trying all kinds of things. And it wasn't until you put a system of outbound lead generation and prospecting in place, did you survive. Would you agree? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and I do think that a lot of those passive things are great supplements. Right. But I think the bedrock of your business, especially if you're new and in my situation, I didn't have this sphere. I didn't That's have right. anybody, you know, I'm, I'm not from my market. Uh, so, you know, to go in and you have agents and, and I've met agents uh, through your program that will go from one place doing very well, they move somewhere else and they can apply the same thing to somewhere where nobody knows them and start they build their business with this, with this foundation of, uh, like you say, outbound prospecting, going on offense and all the advertising, all that's great. But to me, it's, it would only be supplemental. That's to, right. To the real bedrock of your business. 
Yep. Yep. I agree. Build a foundation of your business through outbound lead generation, outbound prospecting. And then later you can put in some advertising and some marketing and some videos and some social media content that all comes later. So, so that's perfect. So you get through your first six months. We, we meet at the end of 2019 when you are about to call it quits. You are saying six months in the business. The second thing I want to bring up about that first six months is Blake, I always recommend people having six months worth of reserves in their bank account so they don't have to worry about money. They don't have to worry about the bills. Would you agree with that advice or would you, would you think it's something different? I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, And and in my situation, like I said, I was there, I was right there. And it was about six months that I would have been clean out. And then I had that, I had the three deals spin off of the one. Um, so yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no BS about that. I've even talked to, uh, uh, some people about, uh, maybe doing a brokerage here in the future and some things that we would recommend to new agents coming into it because there's so much out there about, and you can see it on the indeed ads, you know, uh, a limited income, all this and that jump right in training available, all this. But if you don't have it, if you're legitimately going to become a real estate agent, it is going to take at least six months to get the ball rolling. Even if you have a couple buyers that you know that you're going to help out right away, you need that reserve because so much of the mind game comes in. And we don't even realize how programmed we are to right. expect these paychecks coming uh, weekly, biweekly, monthly, whatever. Um, it messes with you when that's not happening anymore. You may have plenty of money in the bank account. But you're not thinking about that. You're only thinking about the money that's not coming. That's and right. So, and so you might as well, you know, it, that gets into mindset. But yes, have cash reserve and, and however you can get that, uh, please start with that because it's going to at least give you a great shot at being successful in this business. Yeah. And you, you brought up a lot of good points because- the other expectation that I set that most people are scared to tell agents the truth because it would deter them from getting in the business. I always tell them, don't expect to make $1 for six months. If you do, great. But it's going to take six months for you to build a pipeline because real estate is a delayed gratification business. We don't get paid for the work that we do until months in the future where we're so used to, like you said, society has made us all addicted to that paycheck every week, every other Friday for the work we've done in the past. So what you're talking about, the mindset, right? Going back to the success triangle, mindset's at the top. The mindset for new realtors is they're not used to not getting paid for the work they've already done. They're not used to getting uh, not getting paid for the work they're doing today and delaying that into the future. It's a very difficult for people to understand until they're actually in it. So I think you bring up a lot of good points. All right, so let's 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 bring this up now. Uh, to to so we start working together beginning of 2020. Um, you finish the year at $4.2 million. You gross over a hundred thousand dollars. Let's, let's walk through Blake, what you were doing to find success. Cause in the beginning, and this was all by design, I had you go on a bunch of preview appointments, knowing that you probably wouldn't get that much out of it. However, 
What you did get out of it was the learnings because we talk about the learnings and the doing. I had to put you through that pain so that you could learn on what to do, what not to do, so that you could start taking listings. So let's talk about the beginning of us working together and then how that turned into listings later. Okay, yeah. Um, so joined the program and then I immediately decided to, uh, I would take a week or so over the Christmas time to go ahead and study all of the materials, get everything ready. Uh, and I know it's easy to get stuck there yeah. uh, looking at all that. Um, but I said, nope, I'm going to do this 30 day challenge right out of the gate, which is also something you recommend just to break through it and start going and whatever happens, happens, you'll figure it out. Um, so 30 day challenge. And I believe I started January 2nd. Okay. Um, and so, and this is January 2nd of 2020. And uh, using script 1.0, I was able to set appointment after appointment after appointment. And it ended up being a total of 27 appointments for January preview appointments where I'm uh, talking to for sale by owners exclusively. Like that was the only lead source I was calling at this time were for sale by owner. Uh, and I was going and meeting with them and, um, one after the other, after the other, like I said, it adds up to 27 and I'm not turning, let's say the first two weeks, I think I did, uh, uh, 12 appointments. And you have to remember, I live about, uh, 30 minutes to an hour and 15 from any action. I'm out kind of in the country where I live. Wow. Yeah. And my market is down, uh, kind of far away from me. So I'm driving all of this. So this is taking, <laughs> the entire day, every day yeah. to do this. And there is absolutely no business coming in. So halfway through the month, I'm going on all these appointments. And there was a point there where I said, am I wasting my time spinning my wheels or can I get something out of this experience? So I shifted from uh, starting to have that doubt creep in to where I start looking at the group and seeing some guys that came in ahead of me and the experiences that they were having and guys like uh, Tane and Byron, I think at the time were really people that were active in it and doing these things, but they were a little further ahead of me. So I start looking at them and, and they're turning things over and I'm like, okay, so I know it can happen. Um, and I'm not spinning my wheels, but so I need to learn how to, how to turn things over like they're doing. Right. So I really start focusing in on the conversations I'm having with sellers, the body language while I'm in their house, you know, how I'm approaching them. Um, I'm learning what to listen for, how to respond, things like that, um, to where by the end of January, I had gone on 27 appointments and where I was scared and nervous and didn't know really what to say, when to present my materials, what to do on that first, second, third, all the way up to the 12th appointment by the end of January, I'm talking to people in their house as the expert in the room. Um, I'm able to respond to, cause they're not like outright objecting or fighting with me because the way that we speak to people doesn't invite that kind of confrontation. Right. It's, it's so they're, they're basically bringing up ways to ask me to help them with the sale of their home without actually. So I'm responding to them as the expert. I'm building rapport with them almost instantly like this by the end of that first month. 
And by the time February and March rolls around, well, now I'm now I'm starting to turn listings like those other guys that I was looking for. So now let me pause right there. This is yeah. perfect. Like, I mean, this is I mean, we couldn't have scripted this any better because yeah. here, my question is, do you th- would have started taking listings in February and in March had you not gone through the pain of going on all those preview appointments and putting forth that work and learning what you've learned. Because the biggest thing I will tell you, and I think for, for most, and I think it was for you too, is not the scripts. It's actually listening for the opportunity that's so hard to teach. That's why I want agents that first month to go on all those appointments so they can listen to what a listing opportunity sounds like. Do you think you could have bypassed that anyway, going back and doing it over again? No, I, I do believe that with that volume, I would have stumbled upon things yeah. <laughs> that would have kept me afloat. But but I don't believe, uh, had I not gone through that, I wouldn't have any clue because the the doubt, everything is so loud in your head. You're trying to figure out what you're going to say next. You're not listening to anybody. Yeah. But when you start to feel, and I guess the, the statement, uh, and, and you would understand the import of a statement like this, is at some point, it just, I am a, I am a real estate agent is what I started to say to myself. That, right. that started to be the conversation. And then it's like, I am the agent. And so I start showing up with a completely different feeling mindset. And in my head, again, I'm detached from the outcome. I'm listening to the people now and I'm listening for their needs because they'll tell you in one way or another, they'll tell you what's most important to them. And versus, versus you going there, always worried about what do I have to say next? And what's important to me? That's right. <laughs> right. So that only way you could have built that confidence is by going and doing the reps and getting the, 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 the opportunities and, and getting all that practice set you up to start listing properties. So we get into February, March of 2020. You start converting these into actual listings. Now let's walk through kind of what the day looks like today. Like, what's an average day look like? How many appointments are you going on per week? And then, what lead sources are you focused on today? Okay, so um, and I do <laughs> I do things a little differently um, because of my proximity to where I do most right. of my work. Um, I'm very, very, very picky about my appointments. And uh, don't kill me, but I don't even track the appointments that I go on. Yeah. I focus on how many calls and contacts do I make? Yeah. So, and that's it. That's let, all let me, I really let me add something really quick. Hold on. Let me add something. Mm-hmm. That Blake is by design. This is when we started talking off air. You should be picky and choosy now because your skills are so much higher now than they were before. Whereas before, I didn't want you being picky and choosy because you sucked in the beginning. So you had to go, not you, Blake, everyone does when we first start. So you had to get a lot of opportunities. You had to get a lot of at-bats. So I didn't want you to be picky and choosy. Now you can absolutely, with a scalpel, say, nope, that's not the appointment. You're better on the phone. You have better listening skills. You know when there's an opportunity, when there's not, what questions to ask, how to pre-qualify. You know how to do all of those things where a year ago, you didn't know how. So you should be picky and choosy for the record, but keep going. 
Yep. So, and I also, uh, let's get back to uh, what my day looks like. So yeah. uh, I, I tried, I tried, I tried to force myself to be the early riser and the, and the this and the that. And it just, it started eating at me because I couldn't do it. Like I just, yeah. so anyway, I have my day broken up into three blocks, which from six to 9.45 a.m., I'll wake up, I'll slowly ease into my day. Um, and, and, and that's it. That's my time. And then from there until seven o'clock at night, it's business. So I sit down at 10 o'clock in the morning, which is a comfortable time for me. That's when I'm at my best and I'm making phone calls. And my goal every day is 25 contacts or one or 100 a week, because now I can track and it's amazing. I, I actually wrote down, um, the last three weeks of, of what I did just in case I want, uh, we were going to share something like this um, because about every 100 and it's a little less now, but about every 100 contacts, I know I'm going to make, there's going to be a closed deal somewhere down the road with every 100 contacts. That's exactly that, right. That's why it's my weekly goal. Um, and so that, but that's what my day looks like. And, and most of the time it takes me about two to three hours to make those 25 contacts And I try to do it. I try to do that uh, in four days. That way on the fifth day, I can catch up with paperwork, all this stuff that I need to do because I haven't hired an assistant yet. You know, there's stuff that I'm not ready for. Yeah. You know, there's dudes, there's dudes and and ladies in your program that are just like, just they're doing stuff that I'm like, that's so cool. Things like, but I'm not there yet. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not there. I'm still uh, a baby on the way, things like that. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's what my day looks like. And my success factors are, you know, uh, my exercise, my diet and my, my prospecting, the, the dials that I'm, that I'm doing. And if I do those three things right, and I'm keeping care of myself and, uh, and also maintain my commitments to my family, then I've had a great day. And, and that's uh, your winning the day checklist that we talk about that are all absolutely. inside Blake's control. That's the absolutely. key to the today's interview. For all of you guys watching, if you listen to what Blake's saying, He's designed his whole life around things that he can control, and he doesn't worry about the things he can't control. And by detaching from the outcome, great things start to happen. Now, what lead sources are you working today? I am working. uh, I still do uh, for sale by owner all the time, um, absentee owners, and uh, started to call likely to sell. And, uh, but of course, expireds and then for rent by owners as well. So there's five people, five lead sources that I call uh, every single day. Now, in those 25 contacts, are they split up pretty evenly throughout those five sources of business? Yeah, uh, we have a ton of for sale by owner opportunity here. Yeah. Uh, and so the, <laughs> my proximity, it sounds terrible that it's like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, 15 away. But it makes me, I believe, the only agent in this market that's calling four different counties. So uh, I'm looking at uh, four different counties worth of for sale by owner and calling them. And then I'm kind of equidistant from everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I look at it more of an, as an advantage than anything. Um, and uh, uh, so tons of for sale by owner between the uh, four counties. Not much is expiring here. Right. Uh, I have listed a few expireds. Uh, what I'm finding is they're generally overpriced and maybe a little bit difficult to deal with, but 
we can talk to him and, you know, maybe make something happen. So that doesn't like bother me. I'm not nervous about it at all, but I've had a ton of success with absentee owners. And I put another thing that I can control is my level of service and attention to detail. That's and I'm right. starting to turn, I'm starting to turn referrals off of that because I put so much focus onto that once I do start working with somebody. And that's just the beautiful thing about having a business like yours and ours because once you start building a business that you're in control over, you start having a referral-based pipeline that comes in on top of the new business. And this is where we see an agent's business keep growing year after year after year. And the beautiful thing, still only doing 25 contacts a day. That stays right. the same, but our skills grow. Uh, our conversations get better. We convert higher. We're getting referral. We're getting repeat business. So Blake can stay doing 25 contacts a day, but every year he's going to keep doing more. So what is your goal for the rest of 2021? You did 4.2 last year. What is your goal this year in 2021? So... <laughs> I did 4.2 last year and this year closed. I've got uh, two and a quarter closed already. And then nice. uh, between my listed and pending right now, there's another two and a half. Wow. That, uh, that, that should go. So, uh, you know, by the end of the first half of this year, I will have surpassed what happened last year. My goal was to be over 7 million uh, this year. Uh, you know, if I really wanted to get, excited. I was going to do eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and at first I was like, well, I want to do 40 transactions and 8 million, but, um, I kind of got hyper-focused on that detached from the outcome thing. And I started looking at those as outcomes. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Uh, I am so happy to be doing something that I want to be doing. And, uh, during our last interview, I told you, Brandon, all I really want to do is spoil my wife and kids. That's like, right. And uh, I'm in a position to do that. Um, and and uh, in fact, this uh, Mother's Day, we're super excited to be able to do something for my wife that I've never done before. Um, and, and then the kids are seeing stuff like that, too, because I've got four sons and any day now I should have a daughter born. Awesome. So, you know, all of these things, my 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 overarching goal remains the same. And that's to be the patriarch of my family. And yeah. And then kind of show them the way of success, something that was never shown to me or available to me um, as a child growing up. So definitely something like this, what I'm doing right now is the first time it's been done in my family. And I'm like just super excited. And that could mean 500,000 a year or it could make or it could mean my six figure. You know, if I make 100,000, I'm happy because I can build on that and pass it on uh to, to, to the rest of my family. And I'm super excited to do that. So, um, when you talk about goals, I'm a little more, I'm very vague about them. And that became something that I was okay with because of this philosophy of detaching from the outcome and just focus on the things that I can control every single day. Beautiful, and man. And that's helped me in business. That's helped me with, uh, uh my, my family that's helped my health everything that that philosophy has changed my life in every way. I love it, man. I mean, I am just so uh, grateful. And I think in honored, I think would be the two words I, I would use to to be in relationship with you. I mean, the story that we just told from struggling getting out of the business to breaking six figures your first year 
probably going to double that your second year, potentially break 200,000 your second year, spoiling your wife and your family. I mean, this is why we got into this business was to live a life that Blake, you're living. You are going to inspire so many people with that story. And I really mean that, dude. Uh, I guess what last piece of advice would you give to maybe somebody like you that, you know, they're thinking about quitting, they're having that doubt creep in. They're like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, what piece of advice would you give them to turn things around? Um, if I haven't driven the point home, um, about detaching from the outcome, because I know that's where most of, I think that's where most of the failure lies is this obsession with the end. And you can't jump straight to the end. You have to understand the things that need to go on that you can do. Like, and I share this with the group all the time um, that I am in a unique situation. I'm working from a closet at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I'm completely alone. I'm sitting in there, but I'm sharing things with this group. Uh and you, if you can find a supportive community like that, because real estate is at the end of the day, a very lonely endeavor, Very find, find a group that's supportive, uh, a philosophy that you believe in and just hammer it home every single day and, and do the activities by doing the activities. You're going to build the skills by building the skills. You're going to build your business and, and just keep going with it and, and don't give up ever. Man. Oh man. I, I don't know. That, that, that's so powerful, man. You just gave me goosebumps. Uh, I, I cannot thank you enough, Blake, because again, you, you're such a positive force for good inside of our group. Look at what you're doing now with these interviews, pouring back in the industry. Uh, your future is going to be amazing. And, I, and I'm sure your family's grateful to have you as that, that leader of the family, as a father, as a husband. Uh, and I really mean that, man. I, I want to do this again in a year with you and yeah. we'll continue to work closely together. And I uh, really appreciate you, man, for real. Yeah, no, thank you, Brandon, for everything you've done. And and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, this time I can say for sure, I will be here in a year from now. That's right. thousand percent, no doubt in my mind. I love it. <laughs> and I, I have it. you to thank for that. So thank you. Yeah, dude, no worries. And so uh, great, great interview, man. Thank you so much, Blake. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'm sure we'll see you on some coaching calls and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Thank you. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.